Hi, uh, welcome to the new voting project. My name is Kanol, your host, and I'm back at it again. And today we have very special guests all the way from Chicago, kind of. Uh, we have Juliana Rossi and Estrella Hernandez, uh, co-chairs of You Shy Votes. Yes, I've been corrected on this. Um, at the University of Chicago. You guys are both phenomenal students there and have been active members of the Institute of Politics. Uh, you're helping students register and learn to vote um, at, at the collegiate you know, level and environment. So I thank you so much for all the work that you do. Uh, it's pretty inspiring as a almost graduated senior going into college. Uh, you Chicago, please accept my uh, college application. That's a separate <laughs> conversation. Uh, but thank you so much for, for being with us today. I know you guys are both busy studying for finals, but but I do appreciate the time. Of course. Absolutely. Thank so you for having us. Yeah. <laughs> Let's dive into these questions. Uh, just for our viewers, starting off real easy and simple. Talk a little bit about your background. How's college going? You know, how's that experience preparing you for, I guess, your future careers, which I'm sure is on your mind. And then we'll get into voting rights and democracy and hope, you know, not the end of the world, something like that. Sure. Um, so I'm a fourth year at the University of Chicago. I'm a political science major, and I'm originally from Los Angeles, California. Um, in terms of my background, I'd say that I've been really interested in politics since I was a teenager. I started working first in my local assemblyman's office when I was 15 or 16. I can't exactly remember now. Worked for both Democrats and Republicans. So, um, and then I've worked for my state senator in college. Um, and it's just been a really interesting experience. Um, as I wasn't able to vote in the 2016 presidential elections. And so by the time I went to college, that was my first election. And so um, in 2018, that was my first year at the University of Chicago. That was the first year of UCHI votes as well. And I became a voting ambassador. So tabling around campus, helping get people registered to vote, working at our voting site right on campus. And that was a really cool experience and I love doing it. And I've been in part of UCHI votes ever since. Fantastic. Straya? Yeah, so uh, my name is Estrella. I'm a third year from San Antonio, Texas, and I'm majoring in Law, Letters, and Society and Global Studies, which is a long way of saying international relations. Okay. Um, I would say I took a bit of a different path. In high school, I sort of became interested in politics, just watching the tone of national debate shift in the around the 2016 election, but it hadn't really seen how I could get involved as a teenager, and so a lot of that changed for me when I came to Chicago, specifically because you mentioned the IOP um, is I realized that even as a college student, I could begin to have really fan like fascinating and fantastic experiences, getting to talk with people who are voting, getting to kind of watch campaigns as they unfolded, and also getting to work more in government offices um, and things adjacent to that. Um, so I also got involved with Ushai Votes, I think shortly uh, after the 2018 midterms, actually, because I did take a gap year, so I matriculated in 2019. Um, but I knew with the 2020 election coming up as I really wanted to be involved however I could uh, to make voting more accessible both to the on-campus community I was now a part of, um, but also to be able to kind of be a voting ambassador for people back home in Texas. Um, and since then, like Juliana said, I've been involved. I've kind of worked my way through the organization from tabling and text banking and things like that to being a co-chair. Uh, and so both of us really, I think, bonded over having that kind of perspective of working at every level of UCHI votes. Both of us also have a strong interest in communications uh, and kind of how we share 
information about voting sites and elections with more people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's been just fascinating and wonderful to be part of Ushai Votes and to work with Juliana too. Perfect. I'm glad we're all BFFs. I, I really yeah, second No, we are. Australia is wonderful. Our team, um, we have a core team of about 13 to 15 um, people and they're fabulous. We could not do anything without them. They're incredible. Um, And our voting ambassadors, of course, um, which is a cohort of, I think at this point we have, I mean, we've had hundreds at one point. um, And I mean, they're really at the heart of what we do. Yeah, I completely identify with it. Having, you know, like similar to Juliana, I've worked at a lot of levels of just campaigning regularly um, in my district, in my city, in the state, uh, federally. So when I hear text banking, phone banking, these are all great words that make me feel great. Uh, but no, I, I definitely identify with, with the cause and, and the structure of how to address these issues. Um, and that brings me to my next question, actually, which is why take on this, this sometimes challenge of community organizing getting into voting rights, the voting space, having, you know, encouraging your, your peers or your colleagues to vote. Where, where did that inspiration come from? I think for me, I am really passionate about a number of issues, healthcare um, being one of them, and a lot of the things that you vote on, the people you vote on, right? Your senators, your, even your local representatives control so much of what happens in your life. And I think people don't think about that often enough, even at the local level. I mean, your property taxes, right? Or people are always concerned about something that's happening in their neighborhood or in their nation. And voting is the way in which you express that. And I think it's really important because sometimes college students think, well, a lot of college students don't have a personal attachment to where they live currently, or they maybe don't think about healthcare because they're still on their parents' insurance plan. But a lot of what they care about, like climate change is something you're voting on. And I think I got excited about helping people understand why they vote and really getting to the heart of that because that's what motivates you to turn up at the polls. Yeah, completely agree. I'm sure Australia has a similar story. Absolutely. I would echo what Juliana said. And I think in my conversations with students, both on campus and as well as from my hometown, is something that came up again is, well, how exactly does voting change this? And it's exactly what Juliana mentioned. When you're selecting what candidates support or what referendum or policy you want passed, you are having a direct in- tangible impact on those. And sometimes it can feel, I guess, a bit disconnected, but I think kind of reemphasizing how important voting is for affecting day-to-day life, both at the federal level, state level, and municipal level, is really what makes voting so important and so powerful. Um, and I think personally as well, it was something that I didn't realize until I got really involved with Ushai Votes. Like within the last years, I talked to my grandpa and I found out that he had been registering voters when he was like a little bit older than me too, south side of San Antonio in the 70s. Um, and it was kind of cool that things came full circle in that sense as well. Um, but I think that also affirms that it's always important. It doesn't matter what decade you're in or community you're in, making sure that as many people as possible are represented, having their voices heard is what makes our democracy run. Yeah, true that. I mean, damn, grandpa's voting. That's an excellent. My parents are just scientists, you know, we keep it low key, has, you know, global pandemic style. So, so something like that, but, but no, that that's great work. I do appreciate it again. I, I feel like at the collegiate level and even at the localist levels of government, that's where I see the, the, the most phenomenal impact 
right? I can call in, make my three minute public comment. And I know my representatives will hear the federal level gets a little bit more discombobulated and, and more interesting and complex. But at the localist levels, I find that you can really touch people. Uh, kind of why I like doing this podcast, except it's virtual. Um, <laughs> now, now I kind of want to move on, talk about, you know, why we're here your work with you shy votes. Yeah, I got it right. Uh, you know, what are some of the, the core values, the objectives you're trying to accomplish maybe going into 2022 midterms? What have you done in years past that have kind of brought you to this stage? Um, you know, kind of talk about your experience working. You all, you are both co-chairs of the organization. So, so let's start there. Estrella, do you want to take this one? Like I've sure. started. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's all good. So Yushai Votes, I want to stress, is an incredibly young organization. It started in 2018, I believe, spring of 2018. Kind of the first election that Yushai Votes was really active for was the 2018 midterms. And so now in 2021, it's about three years old. So it's a very young organization. But I think it's we've really made immense changes on the UChicago campus and really been able to mobilize many more students to go out and vote, um, register to vote as well. Um, so at our core, we are a nonpartisan student-led organization focused on increasing voter registration and turnout at the University of Chicago. And so a lot of our outreach, we focus on kind of peer-to-peer -peer interactions as opposed to just kind of sending a message out from the IOP, uh, which is our political center on campus and saying, go vote. What we focus on is mobilizing individual students as voting ambassadors who care about voting, who want to talk about voting and want to serve as a kind of resource for their communities on campus, be it in a dorm, in a club or in a major. And we give them the tools to be able to talk about voting and to be able to kind of help people find places to vote or if they have questions to resolve them. And it's been really amazing as well uh, for me coming into the organization as well as a first year and now being a third year and being more heavily involved in its leadership to see as well the increasing appetite on campus that I think has mirrored a lot of trends nationwide about more young adults getting interested in voting and wanting to care about not just federal elections or even who's running for Senate or for representative, but every level of government, everything down to the municipal level, who exactly is in charge of the way education is managed in a city, the way public health is dealt with. Um, and it's been just absolutely invigorating and amazing to see. Um, I think because of our age as well, we're really excited to be working at a time when Yushai Votes has made some immense differences um, and contributions to kind of the culture around voting on campus. Um, and we're really excited to kind of keep building on that and maintain our momentum. Definitely. I mean, just to echo off that in 2022, we're really just looking to get more people registered to vote. Um, we're looking specifically um, at majors that sometimes, or divisions of campus that sometimes don't vote as much as other majors or divisions of campus. Um, so specifically targeting those majors and encouraging them to find a why to get out and go to the polls. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have a why to get out and go to the polls. Yeah. I can't vote, you know? That's, that's the best part about this podcast is everybody who comes on the show can vote. I can't vote, therefore I want to vote. But that just applies to me, right? Uh, I think it, I think it's great what you guys have been doing. And I actually want to shift back the conversation to the year 2020. You know, I was having a conversation with a buddy who was like, you know, I'm still not over the year 2020 and we're heading into 2022, right? Uh, so, so the year 2020 was obviously very tumultuous, you know, from top to bottom national election emergency situation. You know, this is like DEFCON. I don't even know if there's a number. Uh, and, and so I kind of want to, you know, 
learn from you guys. What, what are your thoughts on, on the year 2020? What solutions were you guys looking at? And, and then we'll, we'll end up talking about NSOLVE, which I'm sure you have some great things to share about. Yeah, um, I can start out by saying that 2020 was a very big year for us. Uh, so in the early stages of the pandemic in March of 2020, Illinois had their primary and we were actually running the early voting site right when we got the news that UChicago, like many other campuses around the country, would be closing and going virtual for spring quarter. And so it was a very interesting time because we were just learning how to comply with public health mandates and social distancing at the polls and all that. Um, so that was really interesting. And right after that, our strategy really shifted and we started to turn to mail-in voting. And one thing we learned very quickly is that mail-in voting in the United States is complicated. It has tons of regulations, it differs by state. And so we really shifted our focus to getting voting ambassadors by state to know what the mail-in voting regulations were, um, what we could do, what the deadlines were. We were posting about deadlines repeatedly. We were telling people where their mailboxes were. By the fall, when we were hybrid, mostly remote, but a lot of people were on campus, um, we were giving out stamps when we could and tabling um, from a distance, giving away face masks that we still see on campus all the time. So it was a really quick pivot, but we did get a number of voting ambassadors. Um, the other thing we did was we began text banking. So we began um, with our voting ambassadors, having them come to a Zoom session. We'd play some music and they would text their peers through an app that we partnered with um, to basically get out and register. And we'd text the TurboVote links so they could register to vote and all this stuff. So it was really a great way. We really did pivot quickly and I'm very proud of the team. For the work we did do. Yeah. And then by the way, what, what music did you play at the Zoom meetings? Um, we have a lovely playlist called You Shy Votes and Notes. So it's just, oh. you know, some great, some great tunes that we feel like captures the essence of American democracy. <laughs> uh, the essence of American democracy. I'm gonna start quoting that to verbatim. Uh, so go ahead and send me that playlist afterwards. I, I you know, I'll verify these claims. Right. <laughs> uh, Estrella. Yeah, I guess I would just echo everything Juliana has said, and I guess sagging a bit into what we're going to talk about, which is the NSELV report, we also kind of saw that reflected in how students voted in 2020 as well, is that we had a larger proportion of people as well voting by mail and voting outside. Um, this is the interesting thing about UChi Votes as well, because we have students nationwide, we also have students who are voting from basically every state that you can imagine. So it was really cool to kind of see the breakdown as well. Um, that while we can't exactly track, you know, state by state, we have like an idea of which states have the most students voting from that area to be able to kind of visualize that pivot that Juliana was mentioning and see how much of a difference it made to have this text banking and this online outreach to help people navigate a system that I think a lot of people were encountering for the first time. Um, for me personally, my very first election as well was mail-in uh, in 2018 because I was overseas. But I think if you're not familiar with it, it can be very complex, especially if you're from a state like I am where you can't kind of just opt in for no reason or there might be a more complicated process to get your ballot. Um, so being able to help students through that process um, and do everything from provide stamps just kind of to posting information about when you needed to request your ballot by I think was very much interesting to like see how much of a difference it made, um, but also a lot of work went into making sure we're providing as accurate and reliable information as quickly as possible. No, I believe it. I believe it. Just the looks on your faces just gives me stress. <laughs> like, no, but but in any case, um, 
no, that's that's great. And and what I always like to to really stress on this show is that simplicity at, at its best can make things a little bit more convenient, right? If you give a student all the information, where to go, how to do it, um, and and how to be successful at it, it starts. A, a habitual cycle that they'll carry on for the rest of their lives. And I see that everywhere. Like the, the main example I see is Stacey Abrams, right? She's able to register hundreds of thousands of people to vote. She wasn't reinventing a wheel. She was making the wheel turn. She was turning it and 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 helping voters, you know, reach accessible locations, providing them mail-in ballot locations. Can I same day register? For example, you can in California. So, so there's a whole bunch of nuances that goes into voting, and, and I really appreciate the fact, and I commend the fact that you were able to keep up with it, hopefully keep up with your grades, you know, hashtag GPA does really matter sometimes, and, and, and so, so I do appreciate the work that you've been doing with you shy votes. Um, but no, let's talk about the NSOM numbers. I do have some, some of my own uh, stats that I wanted to share about you Chicago in the past. Um, in 2018, the year the organization was founded, I believe the student voting population was about 41-ish percent. And then in 2016, for, for the year of, of Donald Trump, I guess, is about 50.2%. And so I kind of, and for those don't, that don't know NSOLVE, it's basically a report that's released every election year um, that states how schools and universities, uh, collegiate institutions have been, especially in their youth voting, how they've been voting uh, and they released really great stats. I, I'll link it in the description. It's released by Tufts University. But no, do do talk about the year 2020 in terms of NSOLV numbers. Yeah, so I think two things we really want to stress. Um, number one is that this was the best year ever for UChicago students in terms of voting, awesome. which is really amazing. Um, and it's really been great to see our impact and really like we owe it all to our voting ambassadors and our team and the dedication and drive they've put in. Um, and the other thing is that there was a near 10% increase in student voting since 2016, which again is really incredible. Um, I will stress that like the 2016 and 2018 numbers, um, one is a presidential, one is a midterm, and you do see fluctuations in voting rates based on the kind of election. Um, but yeah, we're really, we're really pleased with the numbers this year. And we get some great information about what we can do better next time and how we can improve. And we're always looking to do that. So. No, that's that's great to hear. A lot of other universities as well, their voting just skyrocketed in 2020. And, and that's probably part of all the digital outreach, the campaigning that was done. Students got a lot more involved um, and, and that's always a great thing to see. But my next question is, it's it's quite difficult to answer. So, um, you know, it's, it's really a yes or no question. If you have another answer, I mean, that'll just be great to hear. Uh, is voting important? Obviously, I think we're both yeah. <laughs> the, silence was, the silence was. We have our backgrounds. We have our background. I feel like we should have just just moved away and been like, yeah. yeah. We should have planned that. We can do that on the next take. Don't worry. Well, we'll do that on the next. <laughs> uh, but no, please, please, you're, you're allowed to elaborate on that. I mean, I think, like I said, voting controls so much of your local community, um, your national environment. It changes the way that the United States interacts with other global leaders. It changes foreign relations. It changes the economy. It changes every single thing. Spoken and, a true elected official. Listen. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it changes everything. And I think that that's something we don't emphasize enough. Um, and Yushai Votes always likes to say, um, if you don't think your vote matters, uh, there have been multiple elections where the votes came in really small. Oh, yeah. uh, 
with really yeah. small margins. I myself have seen elections played out just at least a couple of weeks ago where I live, special election, it was 600 to 500 was yeah. the nomination of, of the winning candidate. So like, you know, 100 votes. We're talking about 100 votes. I mean, Georgia this year is another example. There have been small county races where it literally came down to one ballot, but one ballot can change everything. So you might as well get out and vote. Yeah. I co-signed that. Yeah. So, so, so just, I don't know if I co-signed your, your Spotify playlist yet, but I definitely co-signed that. Um, and, and I guess now the fact that you brought up Georgia, it's a great, I mean, it's, it's going through some changes right now. Uh, but, but I don't know from, from your experiences as just college students and of course, supporting a healthy democracy, you guys are going to graduate. You're going to go into the world. What are your thoughts on, on, on the anti-voting legislation that's being passed throughout the United States, not just in states like Georgia and Texas, but throughout there have been 400 anti-voting, you know, suppression bills that have been proposed by, by legislation, legislators everywhere in the United States. So, so kind of run me through uh, your thoughts on, on what's going on in the country as a whole beyond just you shy votes. Yeah, I think um, I think that anything related to voting restrictions, any barrier put up to voting is very concerning. Um, but the most powerful way that we can combat this as young people, like that are Gen Zers, kind of getting out into this political landscape for the first time, yeah. is to pay attention to these issues. Volunteer however you can, register to vote, and encourage our peers to register too. Because I think that the thing that matters the most about this, like you're citing all of these different legislation or policies that are restricting voting access, is that we know about them and that we're paying attention to them. And that be it amending an existing regulation or proposing that something else be put in its place, the most powerful tool we have is to keep our attention on this and then to also get out there and vote and make sure that whatever policies that we want to support or that matter to us are also having our voices taken into account and our support kind of represented through our voting. The other thing I'll say is that, as UCHI Votes has learned, I mean, voter education and voter registration drives are powerful tools and they work. And I think that's an incredibly important lesson um, that we can take out of this. I think in the face of voting restrictions, um, one of the really important things to do is engage with your representatives and another important thing is to pull a Stacey Abrams and yeah, I wish we could all pull a Stacey Abrams, honestly. Um, yeah, that'd be. But cool. I think it's really important for young people to just know that they do have a voice. Um, and for young people, I mean, you can help people get registered. You can help people get registered. There's a lot of different ways to help people get registered. Whereas, I mean, like with you, should I vote me? do everything from Instagram posts to handing out stamps for mail-in ballots. And so there's a lot of different ways to help people get registered. Yeah. The first time I, I saw, you know, I go to a particularly small school, right? Mm -hmm. We were in, we were actually in a civics class, believe it or not. It was a U.S. government and politics course. And I'm sitting next to a whole bunch of seniors because, you know, I'm cool like that. You know, we're just at that level. Um, but no, in any case, it was, um, we were talking about elections and voting in the class, right? The instructor was, and a whole bunch of seniors, about, and I had asked them, you know, uh, are you guys going to vote in the election? Because they are the, the folks that are, you know, uh, old enough to vote. They're 18. And I'm like, are you guys going to vote? And they're like, no. I'm like, what? We're in a civics course. Like, what are you doing here? Uh, besides gaining the elective credit, right? Uh, 
so, so that was actually my first time encountering students who didn't vote. And yes, I did get them registered to vote. So there's many different ways to have that impact. Uh, but I would just like to, you know, go coming to a close. I know this time has been so wonderful, um, so insightful. But um, you'd mentioned the word Gen Zers. You know, I have a lot of different thoughts on that. I actually don't know the origination of that. Gen Z, what does that even mean? Like, why are we Z? Why can't we be A? You know, there's just so, that's a separate podcast idea. <laughs> just by itself, I'd love to have you two back on that one. But what is your advice to, I guess, this Gen Z, you know, our generation, yeah, y'all are Gen Z, hopefully. Um, and, and what can we do to make an impact on elections, on voting, on policy? How do we reach those that feel alienated, exhausted, or those that are maybe ignorant? You know, there's a whole different layer and, and stratosphere of voters these days or incoming voters. So, so what is your advice? Yeah, I mean, I think the number one thing is get registered to vote as soon as you can. Um, on the day of my 18th birthday, I woke up and registered to vote in the state of California. So that was my little contribution. I'm pre-registered, so. Congratulations. Um, but yeah, I think that's the number one thing is getting out and voting. But I think the second thing that young people who are passionate about voting can do, even if you can't vote yet, is you can help by joining a registration drive. Um, you can help with an organization near you by text banking. You can even work with an organization to go door to door and register people. Uh, there's a lot of different options. And when you step foot on a college campus, maybe there'll be a you shy votes on your college campus. And that would be great. Um, you shy votes was, is, is, and is a student led organization. And so it really, the impetus comes from us as students because passion is really what drives us. Yeah, that's well said. Estrella, any, any thoughts? I would just echo everything Juliana has said. She's just fantastic at kind of summarizing just our organization's mission. That's why she's such a wonderful co-chair. But I think going back to what she said, that's what makes the story you shared with us, Kunal, so powerful, is that in talking to this group of people, this group of other people in our generation said, I feel like yes, they let me friends. down. You know, I feel like they let me down when they said that. Exactly. That the most powerful thing that we can do as people part of this generational cohort who are experiencing these same pressures and challenges is to talk to one another. And if someone says, hey, I'm not registered to vote, to just have a conversation with them. It doesn't need to be necessarily something like, oh, yeah, not everybody needs to pull a Stacey Abrams, essentially. Right. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but it can be a simple conversation and just kind of talking through what we've talked about today, how even the smallest things in your hometown are affected by who you're voting for, to international policy, to how we interact with other countries and the role that the United States plays on a global stage. And I think realizing that, realizing the power that you have in casting a ballot is enormous. And that's what motivates people to go back to the polls, what makes voting a habit. Um, and something I do want to highlight from this year's NSELV as well, is I think college students nationwide hit, I think, an all-time high is what I want to say for national turnout. And I think that reflects generationally as well, that we are an age cohort, even if Gen Z is not the best label for us. I know that's something you brought up that we're a cohort that cares a lot about what's happening around us, what kind of policies are affecting climate and education and public safety and public health. And that the most powerful thing we can do to affect these is keep going to the polls and keep in staying in conversation with our elected officials. Right. You guys seem really great. I mean, you're totally an international relations major. I can totally see that now. <laughs> um, 
but but no, thank you, thank you so much. Um, is there any, you know, how how can viewers stay updated on on your platform? This is the only segment of the show where you can promote yourselves and your social medias. I mean, I'm always going to promote the Ushai Votes social media. Um, at Ushai Votes on Instagram, we post about deadlines, reminders. We're great. We can help you We're if great. you have a DM. <laughs> um, but yeah, and we have a Facebook as well, uh, you votes. And I think those are the two biggest ways to keep up with us. What about Twitter? Uh, we are not currently on Twitter. What's up with that? Every- Stay tuned. We'll, we'll see. I, I feel like I need crediting for, you know, credited by some, something of that sort, you know. Uh, but no, do, do give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook, Twitter later. I'll put that in the description. Twitter is later. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and is there anything you'd, you'd, you'd both like to add? This has been wonderful. You know, wow, you totally run for president. None of those comments are coming. No, okay. Registered to vote. <laughs> Registered to vote. And then, yeah. vote. Um, and of course, you guys seem like great astute students. I'm sure you'll do wonderful things. Maybe run for office. I don't know. Maybe that's a separate podcast. We'll see. <laughs> Just putting some ideas, food for thought, you know. Uh, but no, thank you sincerely for, for taking the time you know, bringing your perspectives. I always love hearing about students helping students. That's the most transformational change I believe you can make um, because that only leads to more. Um, so shout out to all the students that listen. Um, and, and I think they'll find you two and you shy votes as an incredibly invaluable resource. So, so thank you for the work that you do. Um, I wish you the best you. in your endeavors. Um, um, you know, if, if I follow you on Insta, I, I suppose I'll get the follow back just saying that no quid pro quo. That feels like a fair trade. Uh, but, but no, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. It's been great. Absolutely. Thank you for having us today. Take care. Peace.